Hello, and welcome to Cryptique. I'm your host, Jay. This is a special mini-sode on the Greek myth of the Minotaur. I know, I know, the Minotaur is clearly made up fantasy, and I don't deny that. But the real origin story of how the myth came to be is very intriguing, and I think you'll like it too. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and you can email us at cryptiquepodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-Q-U-E podcast at gmail.com. So, with no further delay, Cryptique presents The Myth of the Minotaur. Imagine, you've just been told that you have the honor of being selected to save Athens. You are excited to have the honor. Honor is the most important characteristic in Athenian society. You find yourself on a ship in a ruckus and choppy Aegean Sea, chained to 13 other sacrifices. You'll be forced into a famous, or rather infamous, inescapable maze of endless corridors the labyrinth of the Minotaur, where you will face a towering hulk of a hideous beast, 15 foot tall, 2,500 pounds of pure muscle, an amalgam, the body of a man with the head of a bull. Surely he will kill you and eat your flesh like he has to countless others. You have no choice in the matter, but tonight you die with honor. Tonight, we discuss the Minotaur, a half-human, half-bull, and a staple of Greek mythology. Most fables have a grain of truth and teach an important lesson. You may laugh at the possibility that the man-beast ever existed, but tonight, you'll learn the true basis for the myth of the mighty Minotaur. Is it just a tale, or were there terrible things that took place? That inspired the legend. Hey, Cryptique fans, be sure to check out my other anchor podcast, Exploring Evil. I tackle true crime cases of not-so-famous serial killers and some with a paranormal twist. If you like what you're hearing on Cryptique, I think you'll really enjoy Exploring Evil. Check it out on Anchor Podcast. Check out Ryan's other podcast, Movie Howl, where he and his buddy Joe explore movies past and present to give balanced reviews and help you find your next favorite movie. Now... Back to Cryptique. In present-day Manassas, on the island of Crete, south of Athens, on the Aegean Sea, archaeologists search for answers at Knossos. The ancient palace city was built over 4,000 years ago by a powerful civilization that rivaled the Greeks themselves. It was excavated over a hundred years ago, but is reluctant to give up all of its mysteries to this day. One thing that's been uncovered are hundreds of coins with what is clearly a minotaur on one side and what appears to be a labyrinth on the other. The Minoans were ancient enemies of the Greeks and a formidable civilization in their own right before the Greeks rose to be a world power. Archaeologists believe they have uncovered some of the history of the Minoans and quite possibly a barbaric society that would have led to the myth of the Minotaur. 
The palace city was littered with what scientists believe are rooms used for rituals, and some of their findings are astonishing. Animal bones were found with cut marks from butchering, which is common even today. But that's not all. They found the same cut and tool marks on human bones. Some of the bones were intentionally smashed up, and it's not known if the injuries occurred pre- or post-mortem. Even more disturbing is the fact that some of the bones belong to children. Scientists speculate that the skeletons were victims of ritualistic sacrifice. Altars with children's bones were also found in different parts of the island, with one having a skeleton of a teenage boy along with a bronze knife lying beside it. There's little doubt that ritualistic human sacrifice was taking place here. But why was the flesh cut from the bones? To feed a monster? If that's what the populace was told, it would be a good way to keep Crete's citizens in line. According to the legend of the Minotaur, the god Poseidon gives King Minos a white bull as a gift to be sacrificed. But Queen Pasiphae falls in love with the bull. King Minos chooses not to sacrifice the bull because his wife loves it so much. She really loves the bull. The Greeks showed interest in human-animal hybrids throughout their many myths and legends. Soon, she gives birth to a half-human, half-bull. She tries to nurse the beast, but soon realizes that it's cursed to feed only on human flesh. Understandably, King Minos is furious and banishes the beast to be interred in a complex labyrinth that he will never be able to find his way out of. But what did the Greeks see that could inspire such a story? The palace had art and architecture centered around bulls, which are believed to have been worshipped here. There were murals throughout, and statues representing bullhorns everywhere. Did the Minoans use bulls in ritual human sacrifice? It would certainly explain the shattered bones found in the palace. Archaeologists have found that the palace is centered around a courtyard. Murals were found of gigantic charging bulls with one man grabbing the horns, one in midair over the bull, and one at the end of the bull to catch the one in the air. Bull leaping. It may have been a precursor to bullfighting, and undoubtedly people died in this ritual. We see the same things at the running of the bulls in Pamplona, and really throughout the world. But there was an added element of danger. The bulls they tangled with are unlike any we see at events today. They were giants. Archaeologists found two bull skulls ceremoniously placed at an altar that they x-rayed and found out that they belonged to a now extinct species of bull known as the auroch. Estimates place the bull's size at about 7 feet tall at the shoulder, with a 3-foot head and weighing upwards of 3,000 pounds, dwarfing the domestic cattle we see today. The species died out over 400 years ago, but was common in the Mediterranean. But was a giant confined to a labyrinth here at Canassus? It's possible that they may have reserved the largest of the herd for worship. 
Archaeologists believed they would uncover the famed labyrinth when they began excavation over a century ago. Sir Arthur Evans believed he would find the labyrinth beneath the ruins and dedicated much of his career to doing so. He began his work on the palace in 1900. Within five years, Evans had painted a pretty accurate description of the palace. He noted that the palace would have dwarfed anything in Europe at the time with a beautifully decorated throne room. There were over 1,000 rooms that covered over 200,000 square feet. But was there a secret labyrinth hidden beneath the rubble? The archaeologist found mysterious symbols carved in the blocks. There were double-axe mason marks that indicated the ancient Greek word labyrinth. The building itself indicated that the Minoan builders had the skills that would have been necessary to build a hidden structure like a labyrinth. The palace was so extraordinary compared to what the Greeks were doing at the time that they would have most likely found the palace itself a labyrinth in its own right. Back hallways leading to secret rooms and staircases to and fro. Subterranean features were found at the palace but were later determined to be water-moving structures. Scientists used ground-penetrating radar to map the structure, but found no evidence of a maze built to hold a monster. Some scientists believe they were looking in the wrong place, and the actual labyrinth may not be man-made at all, but a maze of a cave system where bloody rituals were also taking place. Archaeologists are busy mapping a cave system eight miles east of the palace. The Scatino Cave is a limestone and completely natural system of the Cretan countryside. It's a confusing web of chambers, but is it the labyrinth? The cave system is about 500 feet deep and 100 feet wide and opens up inside before it drops deep into the earth. It is being surveyed by scientists, but I was unable to find if anyone had ever used LIDAR, which is an amazing technique that uses thousands of lasers to map geographic features. Artifacts discovered entailed that the system was used for religious worship during and long after the Minoans. Rock formations may have been used as altars, but the evidence suggests eating and drinking alcohol was the primary celebration here. The myth of the Minotaur may have been the product of giant bowls, human sacrifice, and labyrinth-like caves. The majority of stories were passed down orally as many couldn't read or write, so they had to be memorable and probably embellished, as we do to this day. But why did the Greeks tell the tale so grimly? They were probably trying to convey a message encoded in the fable. It tells of a Greek prince who disguises himself as one of the sacrifices. He enters the labyrinth with a ball of string to find his way out, and a magical sword to slay the Minotaur once and for all. It portrays the Greeks as heroic, fearless, and noble, while the Minoans are represented as bloodthirsty, evil monsters. The heroic prince of Athens finds and slays the dreaded beast, and no more sacrifices will ever fall to the Minotaur. This represents the fall of the Minoan civilization, possibly due to their ungodly practices. The demise of the Minoans is shrouded in mystery. Scientists speculate that a nearby island volcano on Santorini about 1500 BCE 
may have erupted, sending a monstrous 50-meter wave towards Crete, which would have destroyed everything. The Minoans could only watch and stand by as their island was pummeled. Who knows what they thought while witnessing the demise of a once proud and powerful civilization. The ones who survived were easy prey for the Greeks. The myth could reflect how the Greeks slew the Minoan civilization after the tsunami. Political propaganda. An enemy was portrayed as an evil threat that sacrificed children and worshipped a monster. The Greeks needed to break free from their demonic rivals. The myth, woven in with verifiable facts and how they worshipped, led to the creation of the original supervillain, the Minotaur. Well, we hope you enjoyed the Minotaur origin story. Don't forget to subscribe to Cryptique and email comments, stories, and case suggestions C-R-I-P-T-I-Q-U-E podcast at gmail.com. That's crypticpodcast at gmail.com. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for listening to Cryptique. And don't forget to subscribe.